0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the 19th week after Pentecost. Today we will finish our reading of Mark's Gospel. And I would be interested in hearing how this reading has drawn you closer to Jesus. I'm also interested in learning what book of the Bible you would like to like us to make our way through next. Send me an email or give me a call. And uh, let me know uh, where you're thinking, uh, where you've been, where you want to go. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship in praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed, you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised, he is not here. Look, there is the place where they laid him. But go and tell the disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out, and they fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The women, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Salome, who had been looking on from a distance, are now front and center. It is a beautiful way that they uh, have planned uh, something absolutely beautiful for them to wake up early in the morning, to go to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body, What a magnificent sign of love and respect, and I'm sure also painful on their part, a mournful trip. And I suppose if everything had worked out according to their plans, there might have been some healing in this, in giving them a sense that they were the ones who were faithful to the end. It would be a beautiful way for them to bring to an end their time with Jesus. but their plans did not work out at all. Instead of a stone blocking their way to find Jesus's body, they they find an open and empty tomb. Jesus has been raised from the dead. Jesus is alive. Their time with Jesus does not come to an end, but for everyone there is a new beginning with Jesus. This is not the the rituals of mourning to bring closure and, and come out with a new way of looking at the world. This is rejoicing, but still a, a new beginning that circles back to their beginning together in Galilee. The risen Jesus will meet the disciples and Peter there. The good news of Jesus' resurrection then contains two parts. The first part are the simp- is the simple good news that Christ has been raised from the dead just as he promised. The second part comes with these instructions on where the disciples might find him. In this case, Mary, Mary, and Salome are are, are to tell the disciples that Jesus is waiting to meet them in Galilee. Beyond that, they will not be capable of offering any other explanations, and, and they don't need to. They don't need to offer up any kind of evidence or proof other than what they have seen and what they have heard, just communicating that. And if the disciples and Peter desire more, then then they will have to believe their witness and go to meet Jesus where Jesus is promised to be. And that is probably good for us to hear as well. Well, we have all been commissioned and sent to share the good news of Jesus Christ. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. It is the work of of Christ himself in that relationship with these people to explain, reveal, create faith in the heart of another. We can't do that. We can simply communicate what it is that we've seen and heard, what God has told us to pass along. All along this gospel journey, we've seen that life with Jesus begins with trusting his word enough to follow him into the place where he is leading us. Because what Jesus is leading us into is not something that we can grasp by learning or understanding or by explanation and proof and then acting on that. Jesus is leading us into a reconciled and renewed relationship with God, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And from within that relationship, then, we can start to ask questions We can revel in the mystery and the wonder of it all. We could seek to understand how it could be so that we might praise and glorify God all the more. But just as at first, now the risen Jesus invites the disciples to trust him, to trust him enough to go and meet him in the new creation. Mark's Gospel ends here. We will read some later additions to it next week, an effort uh, that some have made to bring the story to a more proper conclusion, not without use. But uh, uh, some Bible scholars wonder if this abrupt ending to the Gospel might actually be its real ending and might be a way of making us experience Christ in a way that makes this text. In this experience of Jesus, a circular adventure. A lifelong reflection for disciples on who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. The invitation to go back to Galilee invites us to turn back to the beginning of this story and to experience once again this time through faith. Through the faith that has been given now that Jesus has been raised from the dead. Now that we know the end, the story makes sense to us in new ways. Words we thought we understood will communicate something else. Events that puzzled us will now be revealed for what they are. There was a reason along the way that Jesus would not let the news about him be told. That is until now. Because it is here, in the presence of the risen Lord, in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we can finally see that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. In you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, We thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ in all gifts of healing and forgiveness, the communion of faith in your church, for the gifts of relationship with others, For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially this morning, we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it might bear witness in what it says and what it does to Jesus, crucified and risen, for us and for this world. For those who are sick, especially those who are battling COVID, and for all who care for them, for those who are mourning and grieving, that their cries and laments are heard, and that someone might come to comfort them. For those who comfort the bereaved, that they may do so, not without hope, but with the good news of your resurrection. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people that live in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, and for people who are working to bring about peace and international harmony to relieve their suffering. We pray for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and its destruction. For what else or for who else are we praying this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit.